Welcome and thank you for joining us on the Sandy Pars Podcast, your source for in-depth discussions about the world of golf for the everyday golfer. We're your hosts, Renny Duran and Ryan Munoz. On this episode, we discuss the Arnold Palmer Invitational at Bay Hill, reveal our PGA Tour course power rankings, review a recent lesson, and more. Stay tuned after the break. Thanks for joining us and welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Randy Duran, joined by my co-host, Ryan Munoz. Welcome back. Hey, hey. Uh, I'm excited to get into it. It's been, uh, uh, you know, a week since our last podcast after, you know, we we had three in seven days. Bang um, some out there, quick. We, we did. You know, the Tiger Woods news was obviously something we had to, to at least talk about and address right away. Um, good news is he seems to be fine, alive. And that's all we really care about at this point in time. Um, we should probably talk about last week's picks, see how they went. I'm excited to talk about um, the golf course power rankings later um, in, the, in our picks for the upcoming tournament. So Hell yes. Um, yeah. So WGC, exciting tournament, no cut. Um, I think that's one of the coolest things about, about those tournaments. Yep. Um, we had our picks that we discussed last week. What were your results? Uh, my results were no winners. So I, I think I had a nice little streak. I wanted to go back and look through, but I, I think I had about a month worth of winning and a couple big winners. No one. Um, I had Fleetwood, uh, Sanjay M, Hideki, and, and Victor Perez. So Hideki came close. I think he got like a T11, mm-hmm. um, but everyone oh, else, shit. nowhere around there. Um, but hey, that's that's fine, right? I've gotten right. cashed in a few. Um, You've been winning most of the weeks. That course it. is is a totally new course, so kind of I, I try to find kind of comparable courses and stuff. So that it was, you know, there's a lot up in the air on that one. So um, I didn't win anything. That follows the trend for all my sports betting of the last week. But I believe the the gentleman sitting across the table from me did win something, huh? So yeah, if you guys want to uh, bet on tournaments like they've already been played, you guys should should definitely follow us. Hit me up on Instagram. Uh, but I won for the first time all year. I won the DraftKings and I hit a top ten. So my top tens for everybody was. Hovland at plus twenty two twenty five, Rose at five hundred, and Kiz at eight twenty five. On Thursday of last week, Kiz looked like he that was gonna be a solid bet. He shot an eighty on Saturday. And then, yeah, yeah. Going into Saturday, um, he really let us all down, I guess, with that eighty. But you know, whatever. It was still a worthy bet, being that uh, with with those odds. And yeah. then I had. Yeah, so I had Rose, 500, Kisner, 825, DraftKings. I had Finau, Hovland, Homa, Rose, English, and Answer. And I said earlier, no cut was a huge benefit for myself because Harris English went out there and shot a plus six on day one. And then Answer right back, though, with a you know three under 69. Um, great Friday. But all the rest of my guys, they showed up. Justin Rose didn't hurt me. Uh Neither did Homa, and then Hovland, Finau, and Answer all played really, really well. So, hell yeah, taking home some 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 cash, nicely the, done, sir, for the first time, for the first time. Um, but that tournament was great to watch. I mean, like you said earlier, that course was tough, and it seemed like if you missed, like it oh, made you punishing, pay. punishing misses. Absolutely, for, uh, all those greens seem like a little turtle shell, like we were talking about last yep. week, and yeah, it it. it uh, 
Yeah, I, I thought I thought Sunday was going to be a little bit more of kind of like a crapshoot, right. and um, Morikawa just he just he just played incredible, right? Pretty I, just steady down the stretch and never really gave anyone a chance. There was never a moment where it was in doubt. Uh, so right. so kudos to him. Um, I believe he missed a cut back west, and so he he's gotten his game together really quickly. And, and, and yeah, I totally agree. Uh, watching him play that like the last nine holes was it seemed like you know he even said in his speech afterwards or his you know uh, interview afterwards, um, he said like you know he was playing like Tiger would play. He couldn't have the red shirt um, for whatever reason, and then um, went out there and like. There was never a doubt. He just kept playing steady. There was yep. there was no there was no point in time for all eighteen holes when it was like, uh oh, you know, he mm-hmm. might he might lose it. And especially on the back nine, he was just so steady. Um he he switched to that that claw or no, I'm sorry. It's the the saw grip. And um that's been one thing about him is his putting isn't that great. He hits it really close. Yeah, he's a great striker. So everybody when he knows the rock. Everybody knows he's a great iron player. And now if he's going to be able to putt like that, I don't know. He's probably going to win multiple times this year if he can replicate that because those greens were tough. Yeah, yeah, that 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 yeah that I found that tournament to be very entertaining, um, very fun to watch. I'm not sure what they if they plan to go back to Mexico next year, right? Um, or what what the deal is with it. But they hey, that was that was that was pretty fun. Yes, uh, and so seeing concession out there, it, it made me think like that would be a nice course to see every year. And so I started thinking about all the courses that are played every single you know every single season, the entire list of them all. You know, some of them change for the majors. Some sometimes there's some new uh, tournaments that come in um, that they're one offs. But in terms of the courses that are played. Every year, um, I thought we should do like a power rankings mm-hmm. on this. Like what, like, and our our definitions of power rankings could be totally different. Um, but I'm thinking of like in terms of my definition of it, I'm thinking like okay, obviously the course first and foremost. Second, I'm thinking uh, either some history or like you know what like uh, some moments that that course has had. Uh, and yeah, so those are like the two main things that I'm thinking about. And then like, you know, three is obviously, you know, ex- exciting to watch. Is it like something that is, is visually appealing for the, wa- like the, the viewer to yeah. see on TV? Um, all right, cool. So, so I'll get us started. I, I, I'm looking at my list. Uh, we'll, I'll get into it as I go down. So my top is, uh, I got Pebble Beach on there. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the course is tip top, right? Uh, we've talked about that a number of times. Right. The tournament, aside, you know, is is a fun tournament with all the pro am stuff going on. So I think it brings excitement there. I kind of didn't really factor in tournament excitement as right. I was doing all these. I figured, but um, we're we're on the West Coast. I'm fucking putting a West Coast golf course as our right, number one, right. um, and and so I, I if it's got to be Pebble Beach on there. So uh, I think the turn, and then you know I, we're talking each season, so it, it doesn't count when it hosts the U.S. Open, right. but it's a it's on the, the the card every year, and it's the U.S. Open, and course. it does factor so, in because there's some moments there. Yeah, that that's know, true. Some historic U.S. Open, absolutely. Moments. So um, that's my number one. Number two is East Lake in Atlanta, Georgia. That's the home of the Tour Championship. That's so right. Tons of tons of moments there. 
Oh, uh, you got an island green. That's right. And I want to say beautiful it's course, like number nine. They flipped. They they flipped the course around. They redid it a little bit. So I I, I'm, I get all the numbers confused. But yeah, the course is badass. Um, talk about moments, right? You've got Tiger's kind of comeback moment. That's right. right? When he won the, t- the tour championship with everyone there. Um, you're always determined in the FedEx Cup. How you feel kind of, of the new rules makes that a little bit funky now. But right. um, the course itself is, is great. So that's that's my number two. My number three, which I see we both have, um, is not the same, but we is on our list, mm-hmm. which is TPC Sawgrass. That was also on my list of golf trip. Yep. Um, I mean, that's the fifth major. We've talked about that one enough, yeah. right? It, it kind of holds its own. Very challenging course. Um, I think... You text me this week saying, you know, the field's kind of lackluster here at Bay Hill. That's right. Um, and so I think, and this was like this last year because they moved the players up, right? It used to be in May. And so that's kind of the downside to this is it kind of ruins Bay. It doesn't ruin Bay Hill, right? We still right. got a lot of big names up there playing right now. But at Bay Hill, usually, you know, everyone's there. And, and now it's kind of not the same because right. uh, the, the, the players is right after it. But, um, Sawgrass, my number three. I mean, we we don't got to go into the layout of that course, but but that's a, it's a great course. It's got history, um, and yes. So moving to number four, uh, another match course, different order. Yep. is Riviera. Um, you've got history from way back in the day. Way back. Uh, the course itself is great, right? It's like a little. West Coast, Southern California, Augusta plays very similar. It's right. always challenging players. It's old school, but it's, it's tough. old school, but it's tough, uh, which I love. I love the shots. I love the, how the clubhouse looks from like 18. Say what and, you said last week about the, the clubhouse. It's just a... Uh, you expect to see... Uh, it's like, like Frank Sinatra. Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah, exactly. The Rat there. Pack and shit. It's it's so like old school, and the right. way that it looks from eighteen, like with the TV shots, is incredible. Yep. I love I, I love it. So that's my number four, um, and then my number five, Ella Random. It made um, your it made your it made, go- it made my golf trip yeah. is is the RVC Heritage at Hilton Head. So what it may lack in talent because it is typically held the week after the Masters. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes up for and kind of grit because you're. It's like it's like the last preseason football game where uh, in right. the second half of it, where you got guys that are grinding coming up from the corn ferry. So while it may not be the the uh, top of the line players that are in the tournament, um, you 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 got a lot of guys. It's 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 generally very entertaining to watch. And right. then I think that I don't know why. I just think that course is hella cool. It looks um, really. It looks it's right on the, the water there yeah. in, in near coastal Carolina, and and it's it's just it gets the vibes. Like I've always just wanted to go play golf out in South Carolina and along like the beaches there. So it's kind of the 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 main attraction point for the PGA Tour that fits that vibe. So totally. That's how I got my number five. That's a great list. Um, we have a lot of matches. We have I think we have what three matches yep. on there. Yep. Um, and I did. All in different order, though. All in different order. And I did see uh, East Lake and Hilton Head. They were definitely ones I had to cut at the very end. Um, but I do have to say my list is pretty similar, but out of order. I had to make sure that I took my California bias out of it a little bit. So that's why I ranked them the way I did. West, I, Co- West Coast Golf Podcast. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, my number one in the power rankings is 
TPC Sawgrass. And because it that course was made clearly like after the modern game was obviously mm -hmm. developed. You know what I mean? Yep. And so like, you're seeing island greens and the, how challenging it is. It's nice and long. It's like, you know, the first course that was built for the modern, it's probably not, but like it's built yeah, for the modern yeah. game. You know what I, I mean? And everybody gears up for that, for that 17, uh, uh, the par three, everybody likes to see the island green. Um, so that's why I had to pick number one because there's been so many exciting uh, events that have happened there. It's the fifth major. Tiger came back. You always have a good finish there. Yes. And um, I mean, so I, so I had to pick that. Um, number two is actually like the, the background picture on my phone is Bay Hill. And Bay Hill, there's just something about it, the way that it plays, um, the lots of water. It's difficult, but doesn't it, but it's fair is what I've heard multiple times. Mm -hmm. Um, in terms of these guys are getting interviewed after the, after their rounds. So just watch, watching it, knowing that, you know, this is the course that Arnold Palmer um, selected to, to host his event. And I have a soft spot for him. My very first set of clubs when I was a little kid was an old little Arnold Palmer, like, kid set. Yeah. So it was like driver, three little iron, five wedge. iron, seven iron, and then nine iron. That was it. Oh, okay. So, um Always had a soft spot for him. He's a huge reason why these guys are making big bucks these days. Obviously, they got a bump with him, then Jack, then yep. Tiger. Those are the, the most notable ones. Um, and I mean, I just love watching it out here. Uh, yeah, it's fun. a cool track. Last year it played incredibly difficult as it was unseasonably windy. Yeah. Um, but there's there's great memories and history there, right? Uh, Tiger's chip shot rolling in through there. Yeah. And... and that, like I said, that's like I kind of touched on with Sawgrass. That's what kind of stinks about Sawgrass being moved into March. Yeah, is, is uh, a lot of players are dipping out of it. But yeah, I agree. It's a great track. Um, another thing too, I heard earlier this week was why his logo is the umbrella, and he was uh, essentially setting up this tournament, developing this tournament, uh, producing it, and then he was looking for a logo because he didn't have one at the time. And he saw some, just some lady walk by with that umbrella. Those and he, colors. Those colors on the umbrella. And that he made it his. And now, I mean, you see that. And that's all you think about is Arnie. Yeah, it's interesting. Because, you know, and, and you think Bay Hill. And you're like, umbrella in Florida doesn't quite, you know, add up. But, um, shit. That's cool. That's, yeah. It's just like a random. I never knew. <laughs> I, thought, I thought that he was like playing like golf in the rain one time and that was the umbrella that he had. So like he ended up winning or something like I thought that would be yeah, the story. I don't even. I just. Not just some random like, oh, I need a logo. Liked umbrellas. Yep. <laughs> um, so, okay. So three, four, and five. Here we go. Pebble Beach is my number three. It could easily be number one because um, it has all the things that we talked about. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's challenging. The views are amazing, um, and it has a history. You like you like to watch players play those signature holes yeah. over and over again. So I'll, I'll just keep moving along then. Torrey Pines was my number four, and it's because it has hosted, again, some crazy U.S. Some Open, US Opens, some uh, great golf memories, and then it's played every single year. Obviously, it's on this list. Always a course with the exciting. There's every the farmers is always a, a exciting finish yep. as well. So yeah, I agree. Consistently beautiful, consistently hard. Um, I hope that we get to play it later this year. Um, the South Course, I believe. 
Um, and then number five I have here is Riviera. I was surprised. I, I didn't I didn't think that you put Riviera on there. Oh but, yeah, but yeah, definitely Riviera for all the same reasons that you said. It was just fun watching these guys. You know, they struggled out there a lot. It wasn't easy, and it was just fun to watch. Um, you know, some of the best in the game really have to try, really have to focus um, on a course that you know is an invitational. It's, it's like even... what you think of golf. Yeah. Fucking country club in Bel Air. Yeah, it's yeah, like... yeah. Yes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that I, uh, I, Tory Pines was, was very close to making my list. And then also honorable mention uh, would be the Memorial and, and Jack's course. I was thinking of. I saw close, that. Yes. Close to putting on Is that played too. every year though? Yes. Okay. At, at Muirfield, right? Okay. That's right. It is. I don't know. Jack Straub, let us know if you're listening. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, um, another topic we had here today was some recent lessons that you had with our boy Dylan Smith at Dylan Smith Golf. And I've gone to him for a few years now. I'm just interest, interested to know two things. Um, what were you working on? And then how do you feel about, you know, the overall lesson and the experience? Um, cool. So, so, uh, we, we had talked about this prior to the podcast and we've talked in depth about kind of stuff we're changing right. and trying to change. Um, so obviously I'm not happy with where I was with my swing, but boy, the last like month I've been dicking with so much stuff. I've just, I, I feel I've, I've never felt so lost in, in what, how to approach my swing and, and set up and all these other things. So to where, you know, like I, I kind of knew it. I, I was just everywhere in my head. And, and so uh, we worked on very simple kind of just changing my, my the, the how I was getting around the club uh, and changing the lie angle and going back to kind of step one. It's, it's amazing. You start to tinker things and you just you forget about like the even most simplest things. Right. Um, I, I, but, feel, I feel like um, you can once you start playing poorly, you start trying to address the problem. And you keep going down like a rabbit hole yeah, of, of things yeah. that it could be. And it's just, yeah, a rabbit hole is exactly right. Um, so we got that all figured out. I'm back to just a very comfortable and, and kind of my no, no longer questioning how I'm setting my club <laughs> up. Um, we worked a little bit on my posture to get me kind of in between my two postures, right? I used to feel like I was too upright and had my hands out too much. And, and I think of late, I was getting too low and causing the lie angle of the club to get a little messed up. And so we're, we found a nice little medium and a good checkpoint for me to make sure that I'm consistently setting up um, right a good posture. And then after that, uh, a lot like what he's got, what you've worked with is just the takeaway and, and getting my hands inside um, towards my, my trail leg and turning my hips at takeaway yep. to keep my, my club head square to the ball. Right. And, and, and keep everything tight. So keeping my, my lead arm for me as a lefty, my right arm close to my body and, and maintaining that contact. Right. Um, and that I've been practicing on. So that felt fine. The hard part for me is uh, we worked on footwork. And so my trail foot, and I've always kind of known this, but I can get like stuck on my trail leg. Um, and so we worked on really pushing off the inside edge of my feeling that I'm pushing off the inside edge, mm -hmm. right? And my practice swings and thinking that I'm kind of almost in evert in my ankle and getting the outside edge to come up. But um, feeling that and, and working that trail footwork, uh, which that was 
tough. Um, and man, I'm someone that's, you know, pretty goddamn in tune with their body mm -hmm. and, and what's, what's going on. But that was tough for me to get at first. Um, and I, I grinded it out at home afterwards. I feel a lot better. Um, I started to grab it, get it, get it there. Um, so those were the three, the three keys that, that we're working on. Um, I'm going to get a couple weeks of practice in and then reassess and, and get back to them. But, but overall, uh, I thought the experience was great. Um, I feel like when you get a lesson from somebody who knows what they're doing, it's like, it's like a reset button in terms of your swing thoughts. Like you stop thinking about the hundred things you saw on YouTube or what you yeah. think is wrong. And like, you're just starting to focus on the things that you need to fix. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, I like 100%. He's, it, it's, it, it's, it's always cool for me as a coach to go get coached, right? right. And, and, and see things from the other side. And he's got, he shares kind of a similar philosophy that I share in, with, you know, health and fitness with, with golf. And so, you know, he wants to, there's all kinds of flashy, quick fix stuff. Right. But, you know, he wants to approach things from neutral, right? And make sure you're playing to be square. And, 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 and it's just, it's kind of long-term, but um, I, I I can totally see, I I'm, I completely see what he's saying. Right. Like how he's kind of relaying those points. Um, and, and I'm game for it. I'm just tired of being so inconsistent. So I'm, I'm all ears and, and, and willing to, to, to put the work in. Um, that was one thing I was interested to, to hear was to see if like he was working on different things with you because I've gotten lessons from him as well. And it seems like he definitely tailors yeah. the lesson to, he's, he's not just going with the same thing every no, single no, time. No, no, no. There's no template, right? right. Um, which, which is what you, I think you have to do, right? Yeah. Uh, because people are going to have little variances in their swings and, but um, I think it's no coincidence that we're both working your, your takeaway and your setup because I, it's, that's just so important. Right. Um, and the more, you know, we get into golf and like, I watch people at the range a lot more now too. And I, I notice those, those difference in how important that, that, that can be. Um, right. so it, it was very positive. Um, again, just to shout out and, 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 uh, give him a follow out at Dylan Smith golf. Um, he's also got, even if you're not out here in the Bay Area. That's on Instagram. That's on Instagram. Um, if you're not out here in the Bay Area, he's got online programs and, and he's always posting cool content as far as just drills. And I actually like what he does, how he breaks down each person's lesson on right. on, on the Instagram too. Um, it's, it's cool. So you to, can see how, like what he was addressing and he's, all these other fixes and ammo you can you can use when you go out to the to the uh, golf course 100%, yourself. One hundred percent. Um, you won't finish a whole round like not knowing what you're doing. Like you can see the results, you know the feels. And then at the end of the day, you'll be able to address what you're doing wrong. Yep. And uh, I look forward to grinding out with you after you go see him uh, this week. Yep. I'll, just, I'll I'm seeing him on Monday. Um, that's dope. That. That's dope, though. I really liked. I really liked, uh, you know, seeing your lessons on there and and being able to see like exactly like what other people have uh, issues with because you know maybe one day I'll be doing the same thing. Yeah. Um. At the same time, too, I was thinking about this. I was thinking, how many people just try to like go out there and, and improve like via YouTube, like. That's like the worst possible way you can go, in my opinion. It's tough because it's just you. It's 
It's just too much to, to, to think about, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. And and it's not, you know, it's, it's, it's like not to, you know, hate on like a P90X or something, <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's yeah, like yeah, the yeah. same thing versus having a coach in, in person with you. So, you know, if I'm watching some fitness DVD and these guys aren't, <laughs> and they've got me, you know, jumping up and down a million times and they're not paying any, no one's getting me feedback on how I'm landing right. and stuff like that. All this important stuff that you need to, coaches, any coach will tell you whatever their sport they're talking, whatever kind of feel, your, your best asset is your eyes. Right. So when you're watching a video on YouTube, the coach doesn't have eyes on you. That's so, right. So you're, they're hamstrung and, and yeah. You can start tweaking with shit and fall down the the wrong wormhole there on the the YouTube golf stuff yeah. uh, very quickly. Shout out Avery. Um, <laughs> so uh, obviously the tournament that they're at this week, we've already touched on uh, the course Bay Hill, um, the Arnold Palmer Invitational, um, and we are obviously on Friday night, so we know the first, how the first two rounds went. But this is honestly one of my favorite tournaments of the year. I've already talked about it a little bit um, because of the power rankings. But it was just fun to – it's always fun to watch. I don't know what it is about it, but these guys really want to win it. I don't know if it's like the red cardigan that they get to wear. Yeah, it's Arnie. I mean, yeah, I mean, like, you, you know. You can't not know who Arnold Palmer is as a golfer. For sure. So. I mean, he's one of the big three. So you see these guys out here and you, you know that they're all actually trying to win it. It's not like a, a stop along the tour. This, this is a desirable championship to win. I mean, Terrell Hat, Hatton won it before, um, or last year. Rory's won it in years past. He just barely made the cut. Yes. I was thinking of picking him. Yep. Um, so from all accounts, the course is playing guard a bit fair. Uh, so two things that I took from the coverage this week. That I had no idea because it's Bay Hill. You know, it's not even a major. It's not the Players Championship, um, but it's got the hardest greens to hit on tour, percentage wise. Mm-hmm. And eighteen yesterday on Thursday, um, I think like thirteen of all the rounds that of all the players that went there hit it in two. Wow! On a par four. That's in, that's crazy so it was nearly impossible to do that and then it also has the furthest proximity to the hole um in terms of where players are hitting where players are hitting the green 44 44 feet average for a tour pro could you imagine yeah that so i mean and you look at kind of past winners and that's kind of how i i eyeball how i'm going to make picks and in the mm-hmm. type of kind of players and so that's kind of where i looked at was uh although this isn't proven crazy right, right now but guys that are accurate um it seems like the bombers are playing really well here right now yes too, i but agree totally i agree. favored um shot uh, approach strokes into the green but also just tee to green and that's yeah. where these bombers are, are are getting yep down right now too um but you still got to be accurate um we're watching. We're, we're watching uh, Deshambeau muscle his way around around there because he's not playing particularly well with his irons. Yeah. He's chipping well and like his wedges are all right because obviously he's bombing it way the fuck down there. Um, yeah, I'm curious to see how he holds up here over the weekend. Me too. I think you need a little more precision than, than he's got. Um, yep. Right now, Corey Connors is leading it nine under, and there's just a bunch of people behind him. 
Um, and if you look, he's one of the better guys at strokes gained off the tee. Corey Connors, he's also really accurate. Um, 19th, right? Just want to shout out to Victor Hovland, who I predicted to have a big year. He's again in the top five. Uh, I mean, he's already a quarter of the way through the year. Yeah, he's already had a big year. That's right. You know what I mean? That's like, right. Like it, it, he can miss the rest and still have had a big year. So that's that's a great call. Another shout out I want to uh, give to myself, Jordan Spieth, top ten again going into the weekend. I mean, every golf is better when he's at least in the hunt. I agree. He, he's exciting to watch. I don't. I mean. Back in the day when he was making those like just twenty footers on the reg, like that was a that was a different era for Jordan Spieth. I don't know if we'll ever see that again, but he's definitely going to win some more tournaments. You got to, he's yeah. got to. Um, he seems to be getting kind of you know everything back in line. He's less erratic with the driver, um, which you need to be when you don't hit it particularly far like he does, right? Yeah. So I think that's really been probably his biggest help right now and obviously getting his putting stroke coming back but right he's solid iron player uh it's just he can't you know i know this very well you can't you can't hit your irons well out of the shit yeah um, <laughs> yeah you're gonna be a good iron player if you're always in the rough exactly um and it's also good to see rory back in the mix i mean he played great. He played well last week, up there yep. again. That was my guy to have a, a nice year. That's right. Um, which isn't that bold of a prediction. No, but no. Um, I did say he's going to win a major, so he needs to needs to get it going. But, yeah, he's, he seems to be playing well after uh, – and this is to be expected. He doesn't typically play well on the West Coast. So, um, Florida swing. Um, so, who do you got this week? All right. Peruj. He, he – Flirted with it. He teased me. Tickled it last week. Um, Hideki at uh, plus not good money. Two seventy five. Um, he's like he just barely made the cut. So it's tough. I'm. I say if he doesn't. I mean, these are top tens though. These are top tens. Um, I, I still don't think he's going to be able to get in the top ten. Who knows? This is this is a this is a time. Maybe I don't pick him next week, but I, I'm gonna. I, it, the, I asked you when, the when, FOMO when? of if if he plays well there, and then I'm just gonna be pissed. So I, I think I will. And then I, another guy that I seem to always have on here, but that's just because this he, this is what he does. Sun J M top ten. That's a little chalkier pick plus two thirty five. Yeah. Um, still pretty good number to get this guy i think he's he's tied seventh right now um i don't expect him he didn't play too well last week so i i, I thought of a good bounce back and then uh my long shot at plus 900 is luke list another guy that's an accurate player not going to miss many greens um he's contested in this tournament before uh and he's in striking distance he's at plus or he's tied for 26 at one under par, Ooh. and everyone's kind of from from you know. If you're under, you're in good a good spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, right, and and that T10 is is a bunch of guys at minus four, so it's out there. He's in he's in contention. That's the one I'm hoping to hit. Obviously, uh, I mean, and Hideki. <laughs> yeah, of course. It it it, it is in a standing parts podcast if Hideki isn't picked.
That does it for this episode of the Sandy Pars Podcast. We want to thank you all for joining us. And if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or anywhere you get your podcast content. Join us on Wednesday night for a special Players Championship pod. Um, a special announcement, we will be transitioning to Sunday night podcast to better align with the PGA Tour schedule and to ensure we can get you Sandy Pars content quickly. Lastly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Sandy Pars Golf and visit our website, sandypars.com, for a full library of podcasts and additional golf content like course reviews, reading guides, and more. Special thanks to our producer, Ryan Thiessen, and until next time, hit him straight.